Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, bro, welcome to a brand new NBA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with Greg Romero Wilson and Gabe Killian. Uh, Gabe, your, dog, your dog's peeing on everything. Yeah, yeah, he's uh. peeing on all my dog stuff. Take him. Uh, so yeah, Gabe's like, "Hey, my dog." I'm like, "Sure." I didn't realize he wasn't trained. But what else? <laughs> what else is new? See, it's okay. Just excited, huh? It's all good. It's all good. It's uh. all good. Ah uh, man, so uh, uh, good man. How are you? The Back baby. On the MMA roasted. The baby sleeping. Good. That's yeah, good. All yeah, the way yeah. through the night now. No, no, right now. Oh, right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. I tried to tire her uh, her out. I've, I've been going to. Uh, I went to those mommy and me classes. Uh-huh. I'm like the only guy, but I'm like. Well, this is called mommy and me. <laughs> pretty much. Well, it's not mommy and me. I mean, one's called like play. Right, the other exactly, one's called exactly. something else. But yeah. But, but it's mostly women and you. Yeah, it's mostly like either nannies or right. moms. Right. And then I come and uh, it's a lot of fun, actually. Like I'm, I'm like, I feel like I'm doing my whole youth over again with the, the baby. I mean, she's like learning how to play the drums and yeah. we're doing like head, shoulders, knees and toes and singing and like building and like... It's great for you. I, I love it. The only thing is that like I got, I got kind of mad because these little like fake blocks, building yeah. blocks. This little two-year-old came and was taking the block to the whole class and I was like, dude, you got to share the blocks with my little... Like I'm like ready to fight like a two-year-old. <laughs> Like, so whose two-year-old is this? I'll yeah. bite your dad. Well, I look over. The nanny was, like, mom. on her, like, phone. Right. She doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah no, no. And the kid was out of control. Uh, but, but There's yeah. always those. Ruining it for the rest. Kids are so cute. They come over and just start, start hugging me. These random kids. These random babies. Well, they really don't know anything. No, no, no. I, 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 <laughs> so that was, that was cool. And then... Uh, Shows. I had, a, I had a great show on Saturday night. First of all, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is legal. What? Uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, want to, you put it in the backyard. Marijuana is legal in California. Completely legal in California. Make sure she, uh, the dog doesn't go in the, in the pool, though. I don't want them to fall in the pool. It's legal in California. You can get it delivered right to your home. Okay? They will take care of it. They got TAC sex lube. They got edibles. They got marijuana beef jerky. All kinds of weed. All kinds of CBD. Just go to speedweed.com. Follow them at speedweed. Mention roasted. It's $10 off. $100 or more. So that was a... Let me ask you this. Listen, you know me. Huge stoner. Huge supporter of speedweed. Yeah. Uh, But CBD... Yes. It's very popular right now. It's a huge craze. Yeah. CBD, it heals everything. It's a miracle drug if you can feel it. <laughs> yeah. You it, know what I mean? I like, know. It, it, it does your taxes for you. Yeah, it'll do anything. It'll yeah. grease your wheels. <laughs> like it'll, Yeah, it'll, it'll lower your cholesterol. It'll bang your side chick. It'll it, do everything. Exactly. It'll pick up your dry cleaning. It'll order Uber Eats for you. <laughs> Nobody even knows what it really is. Nobody knows. And I'm taking... Okay, the other day... I'm at, I was doing a writing session with another comic. <laughs> we were working on this pitch for a show. 
and and we go to this coffee place. I didn't, I just had a bunch of coffee, right. so I didn't feel like coffee. So I'm looking, and the only thing they had in the drink case was like these CBD infused water. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll get a CBD infused water. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, and of course, other sides like relieves tension, smooth, and it even I think the name was even like ease or relax or breathe So you know what yeah. I mean? Like this is gonna calm you down. It's gonna take you know. It's gonna allow you to work better, more focused. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go up there, twelve dollars. Yeah. This CBD infused water was twelve dollars. Right. And I'm like, boy, this, this. Should you take it? This is better. Yeah. So I drank it. Nothing. You know what it was? Not great tasting water for twelve dollars. Yeah. I mean, look, I take it now with like every meal. I have like CBD gummy bears. Yeah. Uh, it's some people swear by it. You Some know, people swear by it. They're like, I didn't have to take any medicine after my surgery. I think if you work, I think if you work out pretty hard, yeah, it helps you. It makes you not as sore and recover a little faster. But I've taken some of that CBD. So cough. what use would I have for it? <laughs> That's Again, what I'm when I work out, I work out, but I work out like a fat kid. Like I'm just earning fast food credits. Right. I'm not trying to enhance experience with CBD. Did I do the same thing? Like I will like work out. And then I reward myself by eating like a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Right, exactly. That's what I do. Which is like it's ten bit. I'm like, yeah, ten times worse than if I hadn't worked out at all. Exactly. I feel like you're break even. That's what I feel like. I don't even think. What babe, you, you want to be on the ben podcast for a second? Outgoing. My wife always complains she's not on the podcast. Here's here you are. Here's you your mic. On the podcast? You, come you, on, here you, you, you only got one shot. Here she comes. Come on. This is like eight mile. If you only had right. one shot, <laughs> one opportunity. She sees everything you've been asking for over and over again in the bedroom. Yeah. Would you take it? Did you watch uh, the bare knuckle boxing? I did not. It is the most brutal sport. It's on DAZN? No, What's no. It, it was like uh, it's just online or where, where yeah. It was on pay per view. It was on uh, fight fight TV okay. the app. Um, it I was first it. of all Chris Lieben knocked it out in 12, 12 seconds. I heard about that again. First it was Baroni he killed. Right. This guy must have like. Bricks in his hands. Yeah, he might. I mean, this isn't a highly regulated sport, yet. <laughs> dude. He might have rolls of quarters in there. We don't know. It got. It was. There was one fight that was kind of boring. Right. The guy kind of just like he kind of boxed. You know. Can I tell you? I was wondering because I knew there were no UFC fights. I knew there were no Bellator fights. I was like, what are we gonna fucking talk about? So there was the so the there was boxing, right? Boxing. So one guy fight was kind of boring. The guy missed weight right by three pounds, but they didn't mention that. I mean, they didn't mention it, but. So after the fight, after the fight, after the fight, the promoter comes in the in the ring, and goes, "Listen, this is bare knuckle boxing, and we don't accept fights like this. So we're taking away half his purse. I just took away half the guy's money because that was a boring fight. The guy ran the whole time, but it wasn't even like, like I've seen ten. Clearly, they put it somewhere in the contract that they could do that. Yeah, have you seen and that bare knuckle boxing? They took away half secondly, the guy's purse. I think that's great. Oh, yeah, that's right. If you're gonna run around the whole ring, and no, paid, no, yeah, fuck you. He didn't. He you wasn't really running to stand around there and take a beating. He wasn't really running around. Which fight was that? In bare knuckle boxing, they took away half the guy. And the promoter, you got to see this guy. This guy like is straight from uh, like New Jersey. Like I'll like else? what? No. <laughs> yeah, I'll play you the, this guy. I, I mean, like I, I'm not a fan of what what happened here because. Especially bare knuckle boxing, like these guys are putting their I would lives. Have to see the fight. Were they like some randoms? Well, yeah, they were kind of like randoms. But at the same time, you got to see this guy. Like this was guy, there some girl that we know that fought in it. That Rowdy Beck usually fights in it, but she didn't fight in this one. Oh, okay. So, no, so, there so, was somebody so I saw Look, that that uh, was like trending. That I think uh, was this guy. On the bare knuckle fighting championships, Mr. David Feldman. 
Hey, Biloxi, you guys having fun tonight? Make some noise. Bare Fighting Championship is a brand new sport and a brand new company, and we're here for action. And we want action, and we demand action from the fighters. We didn't get action in that last fight because Rusty Crowder wanted to run. Therefore, he's given half his purse to Reggie Barnett. <laughs> Make some noise, Biloxi. This is how we do it at Bare Knuckle. You fight or you don't get paid. Like, okay, wait, but let's start here. It's not <laughs> like he took half his purse away and kept it for himself. He gave it to the other fighter who tried to fight. That's not, come on. We can't, that's not, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's not in the contract, is it? It <laughs> yeah, must be. It has to be. Really? There's no way he could do it unless it were in the contract that they could do it. That's crazy. It there must be some kind of like, you know, engage, you must engage the other fighter. We have the right to reduce your purse. It must be in there. But, Otherwise, there's no way he could do it. But then why would you do that if you know you're going to get uh, duck 50%? Maybe he thought he was doing just enough. It doesn't seem right. Come on. That just seems a little strange. That's and good. then another girl came into the ring. Her, her dog. Yeah, it's his dog. It's... Well, he was going a little crazy and peeing and being a little... I think, I think as long as you have him on a leash in here, you can put... is he barking? He really wanted to... It's up oh, to you, okay. Gabe. You could keep him in here. Just to keep him on a leash. He'll win. He'll be fine. He thinks he's outside. You're just peeing. I don't know. I said, why don't you keep him on a short leash? All right. He yeah, tried yeah. to control him. The dog was trying to attack me. Yeah. I could feel like... <laughs> All right. So then this other girl... He's over here straight in So then this other girl comes in the ring wearing this, right? This is what she wears. I heard she was 0-4 in MMA. I don't know. Her, I tried to look up her, her record. It said 0-4. But then... Uh, but then she had a better record. I don't know. I, I got to find out. So she walks into uh, this girl. Her name is um, Puma. Right, he's getting the windy dog. Yeah, her name is Puma something. Puma, what is it? Oh, yeah, he's, he's out there crying. He must not be happy. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right, so her name is Puma Star. Okay. And she, and she won. Well, that definitely sounds like her birth name. And she, she looked, like a, looked like, a, like a badass fighter, right? But she came in wearing this shirt. And bare knuckle boxing. Oh, is that the one fuck? Uh, that's who I was thinking of. The fuck Hillary Clinton shirt? Hillary Clinton is a cunt. That's it, yes. Yeah. Like, that, that's what she was wearing. Yes, that's right. I mean, well, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, listen, this is, this is where our country's at, right? And think about if somebody had worn a shirt that said fuck Trump. Like, they would have, I mean, they would have been just, from every angle, social media, email, they would have been just flamed. Really? Oh, yeah. People, everyone puts down Trump. Absolutely no, but I mean, but they're they're his followers go after people. You're saying like in Louisiana, uh, everywhere. Or this one? No, this wasn't Louisiana. It was in a. They just they I'm go after place. you. Attack him, and they go after you. Whereas I bet, I mean, I'm sure she probably got some tweets too and everything. But I'm sure, I mean, what we're talking about is, we, you know, when some someone attacks Trump, they get nothing but death threats, and we know where you live. I'm showing up with a gun, like really aggressive murderous threats well her shirt for the weigh-in was i have no tits <laughs> <laughs> well listen she's on brand the truth is hers so because <laughs> i'm not gonna say that said that the cunt shirt is wrong but her tits aren't even that bad like she actually you know, has decent boobs i mean they're not yeah, huge yeah listen she has some little she has some little little uh Lady lumps. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I mean, they're not like you they're know. They're not. They're not uh, meat bags. Yeah, she's not gonna work at Hooters probably. There's no, but, yeah, but, no. But, there's, she's not smuggling uh, grapefruit or uh, <laughs> cantaloupes in there. But <laughs> what? But babe, what are you doing? This, is what you do <laughs> this isn't free time. This is work. <laughs> this is Emily Rose's podcast. She goes. This is what you do with your free time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was at Hooters one time, and the girl said, "Do you want a tiny box to go?" And I said, "Yeah, yours." And uh, yeah, she announced. That's she, not good. <laughs> it was years ago before the Me Too era. Exactly. All right. So, when a man could be a man. <laughs> when a man could just say nasty shit. I see. It was a joke. Come on. Oh, yes, I get it. Listen, I'm on your side. Yeah, of course. You know what's interesting to me is the way the line of what Me Too has kind of moved. Have you noticed this? What do you mean? Well, it seems like it started as sexual assault. Yeah. Right? And girls came out with these stories that you were just mortified. You were like, Jesus Christ, we are horrible. This is fucking terrible. But then it became sexual harassment. You know? Like, okay, this guy wouldn't leave me alone. It's like, okay. But now it seems to be just, if he, you're just uncomfortable. Well, now it's like when Joe it's Biden like, is smelling people's hair. And they're, and they're mean, like, right. <laughs> and they're like, me too. And it's like, is it? Is that a me too? Like, I feel like the line slid too far. Yeah. You know, like, let's rein it. I think we need to get clear about what a me too is. Because exactly, like, making you uncomfortable, like, we, like, then we've all, then we're all guilty. I mean, we were already all guilty. But I mean, Dude. we are super awkward. First time I met Chelsea Handler. Like, First time on. I met Chelsea Handler. Actually, second time. I met her at, the, at, at Bruco. I had a really good set. And then she says to me, she's like, oh, you're really funny. She was very complimentary. It was sweet. Yeah. Next time I see her, she goes, how big is your penis? Do you have a big penis? And I was like, uh, well, I, I, you know, nobody's, I got no, you know, nobody's uh, complained. And she's like, uh, uh, okay. Like she wanted, she literally like, but I didn't, was, I wasn't going to go like, File a fucking me too her you know right I was actually kind of like I was actually it, well, it like threw me off but it is different though when we try and make that comparison it threw it me is, off it's different for men than women I mean just because I don't know you know you you were, you were also the, she was there's also like there's, there's also like a, a fine line between flirting flirting and being well, that's harassing. The, honestly, the, sometimes the difference between flirting and this new line of just being uncomfortable the difference is whether or not she likes it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if she thinks you're handsome and what, then it's flirting. Exactly. And if she doesn't, then it's now, now it's a Me Too? Like, well, uh, let's go it's like back that guy to the who original Beyonce, what a Me Too The actually. guy who kissed Beyonce at the award show, like, on the forehead, and everyone's like, that's not okay. I'm like, come on. Like, he was just trying to be nice. Exactly. He wasn't like, trying to, like, cop a feel or something. Or, right. You know. Anyway. Anyway. It, it's just it has gotten awfully. It's a little blurry. Now. It sucks it's because a it's a legitimate. Bit. It's a legitimate movement, and women I, having a daughter. I'm like happy that she's now in a thing where like guys aren't going to go around. And be like, oh, you want to part? Blow me. Yeah. You know. At, at the same time, it's like people sometimes ruin it for everybody because they just start. Well, you know? and that's the thing, you know. But at the same time, I mean, while it seems like we're moving forward, then you have universities go and say, "Oh, you know what? You can report uh, sexual assault, but you have to uh, say it in front of your attacker." Yeah. By the way, I wasn't saying that's that. tough. That uh, like oh, really? that's a step back. Yeah. Like if you want to go and report it now, you have to re- like he has the the person you're accusing of it gets to be in the room when you tell them your it's story. It's so ridiculous. There was a guy and that I mean There was a guy in my old building I used to live at that yeah. was going around threatening people with like a golf club or something. Yeah. So we called the cops. A uh, security guy. And the cop was like, "Well, if you want to press charge, you get to show up tomorrow in court." Uh, and and I'm like, "Dude, I don't want him to know that I'm the one pressing charges." I go, "Listen, right. if you leave this guy alone, <laughs> exactly. something bad's gonna happen." Well, we can't do anything. Two hours later, he has a, a he has a sword. He's running around the building. He had to get like. Uh, smoked out of it. They had called the SWAT team. Right. It all could have been prevented. Yeah. If that, you know. And if you have to be the one to go down there and say, yeah, this motherfucker's going to be crazy, guess what? He's coming at you with that sword. Exactly. Yeah. 
And that's why it's like it's like so on the one hand, it's like the Me Too movement's a step forward. Then we have schools making this these rules. This seems like a massive step backwards. Yeah, and we also have like by the way, uh, with the Chelsea Handler thing, I honestly was kind of. It's kind of turned on by the whole thing. Anyway, all right. So here we go. Uh, well, it's like that thing with, with like a hot teacher. And like you know, this is a lot easier with my wife not in the room. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when a teenage boy, you know, gets you know the the hot teacher has sex with him, and then she gets arrest, arrested for for having rape with a, a kid. But the you know we're all kind of looking at it like. I don't know. The kid looks pretty lucky right there. Yeah, like, seriously, that never happened to me when I was in cow. school. I mean, maybe she. I mean, she's hot. I mean, what are you gonna do? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about fighting. Uh, this is a fighting podcast. Um, sure all that's yeah. gonna come back to haunt me very, very soon. But all right. So, Gabe, are you still doing the uh, the betting? Uh, yeah. All right, so some odds. Is going? You've been winning. Or you've been losing. It's been a good year. Yeah. He only tells yeah. you what he wins. This fucker. Yeah. <laughs> well, first he has to come out of his hole in the ground. This guy's the he best. He has to slither up. <laughs> all right, so all right, so the fights this week. All right, we got some great. I think this is the. I'm excited for this UFC. Of course, I have two shows. I'm not going to watch them. By the way, TJ Dillis show before that is getting two years suspension today for EPO. What? E- for EPO? Is yeah. it EPO or EPO? EPO. EPO. EPO, yeah, which is what I guess Lance Armstrong was taking. Right. Which is crazy because he got knocked out in 20 seconds and that was the fight. <laughs> like, man. EPO, no. Yeah, EPO. EPO doesn't work. Yeah, right? Oh, for Lance Armstrong. I mean, I guess it's an endurance thing, but I guess not when you're getting punched in the face. Yeah, I mean, so who's not mm-hmm. punching him in the face? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but it just shows you steroids don't work, um, or they do work, but also like that's what gave him like the, he has energy for days, like he never gets tired. But do you think he was taking it before the Cody fights? And I think he's been taking it for a long time. Yeah. But how, how did he get by before then, Gabe? Talk a little louder, by the I, way. I think a lot of fighters are currently taking it and they're getting by. EPO uh, stuff like certain certain things stay in your system. Only for 24, uh, 24 hours, and it's easy to get get away with it. So how did he get caught? I guess uh, it's random that, testing. They just caught him. That window, yeah, the, the twenty four hour window or whatever. Um, so Cody Garbrandt uh, responded I mean, think about to how long. What's his name? Got away with it. I mean, who? Uh, uh, the guy, the cyclist. Oh, Armstrong. Armstrong. I mean, hey, easy, easy, easy. I mean, they had you know. Uh-oh. Go on. Uh, they had seven, you know, I mean, he won seven Tour de France's, yeah, but passed it, all the drug tests, and really, ultimately, he would have he would have been like like Barry Bonds. He ultimately would have gotten away with it if after, like, for some reason, seven years later, he decided to go on Oprah and said he did it, which I think was stupid. Well, the difference, though, is that he's not actually punching people in the face, you know, and not hurting people. Like, I think steroids is so different in MMA than it is in... Right, even baseball. It's a combat sport. Yeah, because you could kill somebody. Right, all the other guys are doing are crushing baseballs. Yeah, or riding a bike or yeah. something, you know? So Cody Nolov put, test all his samples. I bet for a fact, more EPO, EPO pops up. TJ Show is a coward. TJ, call me when that suspension's up, scumbag. That's what Garbrandt said. I mean, Garbrandt has it right. He got knocked out twice by the guy. I was going to say, I mean, these yeah. are guys that got beat by a guy that now is juiced, so... And you can honestly say that had he not lost TJ Dillashaw... Because he was on that, his career might have been way different. He might still be the champion because his last fight he got knocked out by uh, who did he get knocked out by? Pedro Munoz. Pedro Munoz. But you know, it's like had he won those fights, he maybe he doesn't even fight Pedro Munoz, and he doesn't fight like that and everything else. It's crazy. You know this thing, this thing about cheating though, you only have to get away with it. Like once you get caught, it's like the money goes back, the pay per view monies don't go back. He doesn't. His, I'm sure he isn't going to refund the UFC. You know, so it's like. Yeah, but that two-year suspension. I mean, look, he's obviously been paid very well, has monster endorsements, probably has enough money for, for life 
at this point. I, I would assume if he if he lives with if he lives well. What is he like? Thirty two. Thirty two. He's got. He could always be a wrestling coach or something or whatever. Yeah, over the gym. But I mean, he's not making. I would assume he has enough. I don't know. He only defended his title once, but he probably has made a million dollars at least, um, north of a million, right? He's made several million, I'd say. Several million? Yeah. Talk louder, by the way, because people are not able to hear you on the thing. Yeah, because he's been in a few title fights. So, yeah, but two years off is a long time to not work. You know, that's a long time. I mean, for us, two weeks fucks us up. Yeah, that's true. No, absolutely. Um, All right, so. Uh, what are the odds? Uh, Holloway's got to be a three to one favorite over Poirier, right? He's like uh, minus two something. Minus two something? Yeah. Now, uh, what? Who are you betting on? I'm not betting that fight. Why? Because uh, I think I think Holloway's going to win, but I don't think yeah, there's value in him to make a bet. Did, if he was the underdog, I would have made a bet. Do you usually bet the over or the under, or uh, go five rounds, or do that in those? Just wherever I see. Uh, Value in terms of uh, what what I think the line should be and what it actually is. So, how much money do you think you've made in betting combat sports, betting UFC? Uh, Lifetime, I don't know, but this year I've been keep keeping track. I'm up twenty five grand. Not bad. Well, how far are you down? (laughs) (laughs) Like you made one twenty five, but how much did you lose? Now, do you bet on? uh, Do you bet? By the way, whoever bet on basketball last night, that must have been brutal. A Texas Tech game? I don't know. I didn't see the spread, but it oh was... Oh, uh, my God. What, they were up by three with, like, 10 seconds left, and yeah. they gave up that three-pointer. Yep. And then people... But were, they didn't want to... You know, obviously, they saw the foul thing that happened to, with Virginia in the previous game, so they didn't want to foul him. Yeah. You know, so they let him take the shots, and he hit it. So what's Gastelum Israel? Who's the favorite? Uh, Israel Adesanya is the favorite. By how much? He's, like, uh, minus two-something. That's Ooh. Like rounds, yeah. You get back Gastelum? Uh, my my pick for that fight is is uh, Israel. No, nah, I, I I have a VIP pick for that fight. I I sell my picks online, and I'm giving out like a premium pick for that one. Oh, so you can't tell us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, what it could have. So forgetting the line, then who do you think is gonna win the fight? I I can't give my prediction for that. Oh, one. what kind of like what are you? No, what, because that's not against. People are paying for that. How much how much do I have to pay to get your VIP pick? Uh, it's fifty five a week. Fifty-five. How many? How many? How many customers do you have? I have a lot of them. Like over fifty? Uh, just under. Just under fifty? Yeah. So you're making good money. Yeah. You're making more doing that than you are betting. So you're making what? Like a thousand a week? Just giving your pick? Uh, yeah. Some some people some uh, they subscribe for like a several week package. Like I was offering uh, seven weeks for 30 percent off, which came to two hundred seventy bucks for seven weeks. And then what are your on uh, what what are your odds so far with the VIP picks? Like how many times have you won versus lost? Uh, so far this year we're up twenty five grand. Oh, not, but not with the picks. Oh, with the picks. Yeah. Wow. What, what do you think, Greg? I think we just gave him a free commercial for some bullshit. <laughs> Money right fight club. Fucking bullshit. It's called Monday Night Fight Club. Money right fight. Club. Money right. Money right fight club. Yeah. Hey, listen, man. You know, I would listen to you too if I were. Just, you know, go on my Twitter. Yeah. Money to waste. And no, here's what I listen to him when I, it comes to certain. It seems fighters, like the biggest gamble is paying that fifty five dollars a week. There's, no, but there's but, tic- there's tickets I posted on my Twitter from uh, when I was in Vegas a few weeks ago. I hit a uh, hundred dollar parlay that paid uh, several thousand dollars. Wow, that's great, man. Well, you know your shit. Eh? We all know. Yeah, but I would, I would only bet with. The, I know he does know his shit most of the time. But here's here's when I wouldn't bet. I, I would bet on him when it comes to Long Island guys because he's friends with Aljamain and all those guys. So he knows 
how they're training. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So he has the inside scoop. He's kind of like a, yeah, he's kind of a gym rat when it comes to that, right? You, you, you like hang out with those guys. Then you live with uh, Ally Quinta for a while or Aljamain? Yeah, yeah, I was with them for a few months. Did yeah. they know? <laughs> uh, towards the end, they found out, then I had to figure, <laughs> out, I had to figure out the plans. He's that, living in an air duct. You that like Stephen Wright character in uh, yeah, Half Baked? Yeah, sleeps on the couch, and they're like, who is that? Like, he was here when we bought that, when we got the house, so... Landlord said we get two hundred bucks off a month and we let him sleep there. So <laughs> funny, man. Yeah, you're you're next level, man. You're crazy, crazy. All right. So when it, oh, although so, I think uh, he's definitely not betting Gastelum. That's what I think. Well, I know a lot of people aren't betting Gastelum. Uh, I don't think he can. What? I mean, even with the money advantage, I mean, the, I we mean, don't know if this other guy can wrestle. You know, and for the most part, he can't wrestle. And Gastelum's a good wrestler and he's got good boxing. And he's also... Is Gastelum going to make weight? Is yeah, he... it's fighting up a weight class. It's at... 80, it's at uh... It doesn't matter. The guy <laughs> seems to be able to out-eat any weight class. And is he going to try it's to wrestle like, like you move the line, and he moves the line. You know, it would be funny. Like, I, I used to watch... Those, like, I ever watched ECW wrestling? It was back... Like, it was only legal in New York and Philly. Right. And it was, like, crazy. It was, like, beginning of, like, guys... The audience would bring frying pans and give them to the wrestlers. They would over frying pans. And there was a guy walking to the... Cave, to the ring one day and there was a guy in the crowd with like a, a wooden arm but you didn't know that so the guy grabbed the guy's arm while walking to the ring and they're like oh my god it's the one-armed man like like it was like, i was like i was stoned while watching them they should do that with, with, with gastelum like he should have people's like food and he walks like i should set it up Just i'm eating, eating it i'm eating a cheeseburger and he's pie, like, yeah. <laughs> so i can take some pizza pie and shoved his mouth on the way to the ring <laughs> yeah, well that would be that would be an iconic moment yeah uh not in a good way oh come on that'd be awesome that would be yes awesome. it would be awesome for us of course yeah but come on suck for him it's entertainment though yeah I mean, but it's entertainment in ecw this is actual fighting i remember when he actually missed weight against uh cowboy in the msg and i, I called him up and they canceled the fight and uh, I called him up. I'm like, hope you're okay. And, and he's like, he was like really depressed. I had to call him like a block yeah, number. Madison Square Garden's a big fucking deal. Yeah. And we're talking. I'm Not like, as big as that fucking three piece from Popeye's. <laughs> well, that's a. What, was that? <laughs> what happened was he was going to fight in the Big Apple and he got scared because it was an apple. And uh, <laughs> so he, anyway, Because so, it was healthy. Yeah, of course. Okay. So I called him up and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, are you okay? And I'm like, his, his mom came. His mom started yelling at him for missing weights. <laughs> like, well, yeah, she's counting on that money too. This is funny. Like when you think of these guys, like parents, she tells all her friends, the whole family's getting together to watch the fight. They're they Mexicans. They all pile in. And totally, like, they're all in one little, <laughs> one little two bedroom apartment, ready to see that shit and fucking. And yeah. he doesn't make way, and they and then they cancel fight, which I guess was is that Cerrone's call. I mean, well, I think what happened was he took a short term fight notice after that against like Tim Kennedy and then beat the shit out of Tim Kennedy and they were like Tim Kennedy's like I'm gonna teach you a lesson I'm, right. I'm, I'm gonna humble this kid and they were like Joe Rogan was like yeah Tim really wants to teach him a lesson and then Calvin just beat the living shit out of him <laughs> you really think that Calvin's gonna take him to the ground you're really sold out on this game plan I think it's his best game of course he has to but when is, is I can't think of I don't remember I don't think of him as a wrestler uh, against Uriah Hall, he wrestled, but he, he's, a, he's a good, he's an Eddie Bravo black belt. Okay. And he's also, he was a state champ wrestler. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, you know, I mean, he wrestled so in he, college. He's got, so he does have a wrestling background. Yeah, he yeah. just fell in love with his boxing lately. That's, that's the thing. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, because I'm like trying to think, I'm like, I can't remember ever seeing him wrestle really. 
So, I mean, that's not what I think of when I think of Gaslam. I think of, you know, obviously, uh, you know, uh, you know, cake. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and also, you know, throwing punches. First time I hung out with him was in Vegas. And it was me, him, and like his boys from home. And you forget how young these guys are until you see their friends. Right. You know how like... Yeah, yeah. Because you know how like, what, like when you see these guys are like... You, you, you know, uh, the fighters, you put them on a pedestal. You're like, oh, yeah. that's whatever. It was like that with, what's his name? Uh, Sean O'Malley, the, the uh, stoner guy who has like a, he has like a, he's like an Afro, he's undefeated. Okay. He's just, he came to my show in Arizona and his friends looked like they were like in glee. Like they looked like they were like 15 <laughs> yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. And I was like, when I was looking at him amongst his friends. I'm like, oh, this, this is a 21 year old kid. Yeah, he's a kid. Yeah. But when you see athletes like that, you don't look at them as kids, you know? Right, right. I don't at least until I see their f- out of shape friends. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah. So by the way, we had what's your name on your podcast said that you tricked her. Caitlin Kukagin. Kukagin? What's that? Caitlin Kukagan. What do you mean trick there? What are you talking you about? You said you told her that all these fighters are doing comedy. Well, yeah, they backed out. It's and then she fault. shows up and she's the only one who did comedy that yeah, night. Yeah, they got scared and they backed out. Aljo <laughs> so, uh, uh, pretended to be asleep so, he, so he'd, he'd stay home. He, he didn't come to the show. He slept through it. And then Al, he uh, went to corner his friend in Bellator. So funny. Yeah, everyone just backed out. Yeah, she was the only fighter that ended up doing it. By the way, CB can't come tonight because he's painting his, uh, his uh, tattoo parlor. I can only imagine that what that's going to look like. Oh my god! Well, first of all, it's just going to say Mystic Mac. <laughs> that's there's going to be fourteen. You ever seen like a belt that's all like skeleton heads? It's going to be like that, but all Conor McGregor. Yeah, I wonder, dude. Another guy is suing Conor McGregor now for punching him in a bar in Ireland. Whoa! Why yeah. not? It's his first fight he won in three years, but 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 yeah, it's like boom, it's, boom. boom, roasted, boom, roasted. <laughs> <laughs> McGregor, like talking about moving the bar, we really lowered it on that one. He's got to get back into. Uh, I mean, he's got to get back into the cage. It's like, what is going on? It's just like the, the, one girl says that. Okay, so she he had retired, her, got accused of something, then he unretired like three days later. It was like he retired on the same day that that news came out. Right. It was a little fishy. Yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty, one woman you know, is accused him. Timing. One woman accused him of not paying child support, having an out of wedlock out of wedlock child and has a, has a picture of like him finger banging her and then wearing her shirt. She's wearing his shirt the next day. Listen, Whoa. I got to tell you, if I were Connor, I'd have babies all over the planet. Would you? Oh my God, yes. Well, Alex Oliveira, Cowboy Oliveira, has seven kids with six different women. That's how you do it. And they all yeah. live in the same block. And you got to know they're all jealous of the two child chick. Like she was like, she's the hot one. She's like, really? He gave me two. He came here twice. What if it was twins, though? You know, um, that would, you know, that would change the game. But uh, you know, I'm gonna assume it's two different. That she's the two baby chick. Seven kids with six different women. That's and they all live in the same block in Brazil. Good for him. Is it good for him? Did he move them into that block though? He may have just brought them all together so they could be close to him. Or he's the laziest. He's basically got like a big love thing going down. Or he's the best neighbor ever. He just fucking fucks everyone on the block. Maybe so, <laughs> but that, is that the best neighbor ever? Because otherwise, a few. I think there's a few guys down there who disagree. He's a farmer, I think. So oh. they're like is farm really? girls or something. <laughs> no, really? Yeah. No. Oh. All right, guys. I got to talk to you about CBDMD. All right, CBDMD is USA Grade A Premium CBD. Okay, it's organic, it's grown in the US, processed in the US, non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegan. They sent me a box of this stuff. I've been taking these CBD gummies 
Oh, it's amazing. I feel so relaxed, less anxious. They have CBD dog treats I give to my dog. He's, he's, he's been more relaxed than ever. And, and when he's excited, he's happy. He's jumping around like Air Bud, all right? And CBD helps support or achieve relief from a multitude of everyday ailments, including stress, anxiety, inflammation, and sleeplessness, okay? They only use 100% organic hemp grown, and they process at their farms and facility in the U.S. It's gluten-free, vegan certified, okay? And their CBD oil tincture drops are also non-GMO. They use a broad spectrum CBD extractions through independent third-party laboratories to guarantee the highest of standards. CBDMD is committed to providing the best in CBDs. They stand behind this, okay? They got an easy-to-use service. It's free shipping, satisfaction guarantee, and U.S.-based customer service, all right? In addition to the natural flavor option, they offer a variety of all-natural awarding-winning flavors, mint, orange, and berry. And each variety provides just a hint of flavor to leave your taste buds satisfied. And their comprehensive line of products includes not only but gummy bears, which is what I take, capsules, an all-natural sleep aid, topicals, bath bombs. My wife loves the bath bombs, okay? And human-grade pet products and vape oils, all right? Now, they're, listen, they're offering a free, unique offer to our listeners over at MMA Roasted, okay? Go to www.cbdmd.com. Enter the code ROAST at checkout to get 20% off your order. I use this stuff, okay? Definitely check it out. Some uh, exclusions apply. See the website for full details, all right? And these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration, all right? The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, okay? Check it out. Hope you enjoy. All right, so Eric Anders, Khalil Roundtree, who's, uh, who's the favorite on that one? Uh, Eric Anders. Okay, and what are you betting? I'm not betting that fight, but I'd say Eric Anders is probably going to wrestle and win. Alan Juban, Dwight Grant, who's the favorite there? It's it's a uh, coin flip. And who are you who are you betting? I'm not betting, but if I was, I'd go with Dwight Grant. Come on, my, why? My premium pick. If I if I had to pick, because my premium gold number one thousand. It's a thousand dollars to get my pick. But I'm going with... Uh, really? Yeah. No, okay, Gabe, this is Gabe Jr.? That's right. Okay. Yeah. I also... Um, All right, Gabe... If anybody has any plasma, <laughs> I'm very low on iron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. kidding, I love you. Brother. All right, All right. Uh, Gabe Sr., uh, Boston Salmon versus Khalid Taha. Uh, is it Boston Salmon? Is it, or, is it wild or farmed? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, six of the edgy, dirty jokes. Uh, the, uh, by the way, by the way, Gabe is a great comic. Uh, yeah. For the for the record. So, but uh, yeah, but I was thinking the same thing. Like, is this a real name? Yeah. Uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Curtis Millinder. Um, that's a tough one, man. Oh, the odds are Bilal's. Is Millinder coming off a loss? Yeah, when he got right. killed. They, they both are. Right. Yeah. But Bilal's fight was incredible, though. Millinder just hey, got hey, just hey, got hey. taken down and just. Beaten. Yeah, I'm picking Bilal on that one. I think he could do the same. I think he could take him down and get a submission if, yeah. he, if he tries to. Um, That's my $1,000 gold pick. <laughs> you could write, you could put that on a... Uh, free play, Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> well, all right. Free play. That's your free play of the day. Is that? That's great. Now, uh, I like Bilal a lot, by the way. Bilal's a good dude. Yeah. He happens to be a really good dude. He, he went to law school, 
like I don't know him personally. I'm just agreeing with you because I usually do. Yeah, he, uh, he, 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 he went. Fight. I, I think he's a good fighter. He's actually really funny too, man. Yeah, yeah. So Kira Magwai, Kira is fighting Angela Magana. She's she's back. Okay, Magana. Yeah, I like Magana. She, uh, she hasn't won in, in like eight years. Sounds good. Uh, she's fighting this little cute we, girl. You've had her on the show though, like a couple times. Plenty right? of times. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah, she was training for the Olympics in Puerto Rico. That's right. Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think she did pretty good. But um, I mean, she didn't make the team, but she did pretty good. Um, well, now, you know, I mean, it's a big island. Fighting Kira Batera. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big island. A lot of competition in women's wrestling on that island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no more minor leagues. Is <laughs> what they make the women's wrestling team on a fucking island? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Hey, I'm, but listen, I'm not taking anything away from you. I, listen, yeah, there was a couple I, hurricanes. It's way better than I could that. ever do. So. You know, you're definitely you probably kick my ass, certainly. But uh, it's, it's, yeah, that's the team you should have made. So. It's like you're right. I mean, she's a pro fighter. Yeah. She was already a professional fighter. Like I don't understand. Wrestling is different. She it right. is wrestling different. Especially with pure wrestling. Yeah. I mean, that is a different thing. But again, <laughs> women on an island. So her and Kira Batera are fighting in Kabate. Are you going to it? Uh, I, it's don't, in, I don't know about it's it. It's in L.A. next Friday night. When I want to go to it. On the 26th. I'll be in Vegas. Wait, the 26th? Yeah, 26th. Oh, I could be here. I'm here for that. You want to go to Combate? Yeah, let's go to yeah. Combate. Yeah? See, can I tell you that sounds like a really shitty like version of a, of a Bloody Mary made by like Coors? <laughs> Are you up early to watch the fights? Enjoy a new Combate. It does kind of. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It's a fight in a can. So Artem Labov <laughs> says that bare knuckle boxing is a lot safer than MMA boxing or NFL. What the fuck? Because you don't hit as hard because you'll break your hand. I saw him swinging pretty damn hard. I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, I said this, this Artem Labov. Yeah, the guy that just got hit in the head seven thousand times yeah. Uh, yeah. last Saturday, and he's like, "It's safer, it's safer." <laughs> but did you see their faces afterwards? Yeah. Oh my god. No, I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. Were yeah. they just hamburger meat? Dude, it was next level. Hey, and, and didn't he knock out his previous opponent? I don't want it. Uh, Who? To be in the middle Artem? Of uh, no, uh, not. This is that was his first. Oh, I thought it was the second. This is his first bare knuckle boxing fight. Okay, we got to. Hey, 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 hey guys. Maybe bringing your dog wasn't the best idea. Okay, so uh, <laughs> can you put your dog in the car? So yeah, this was him after the fight. Down. This is him after the fight. Put the windows down. Oh yes, I did. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, so safe. <laughs> <laughs> so he, safe, safe, mom says safety first. So he, he's fighting Pauli Malignaggi next. If you look at me, this is actually minimum amount of damage according to Russian regulation. So we have Artem Labov on the phone right now. Yes. Uh, Labov, how are you? I am very good. Thank you for having me to be on your show. Congrats on beating Hick Diaz. Thank you. It was a real challenge. Um, you know, it is much safer. Yes. In the bare knuckle boxing than all the other sports combined. But your face looks like a mess. My f Yes, but this is how I look normally. Ah. Uh, yes, believe it or not, I arrived looking like this. Really? This is how I sleep. But before the fight, you did not look like that at all. I'm a very restless sleeper. I have, <laughs> I have restless leg syndrome. It's a lot of high kick to my own face all night long. Now, you're fighting Paul Pauli Malignaggi. They're saying it's going to be June 22nd, I think. That's right. Very safe. Safety first. Number one, be safe. Now, how do you think you're going to do against Paulie? Very good. It's a safe sport. I will pre-kick my face many times. 
he will not be able to hit me. Um, so when he does, you'll be like, oh, it's okay. He's already cut there. Yeah. He already made this cut. So very safe. Now, Paulie Malignaggi is a world-class boxer, though. Uh, aren't, aren't you kind of worried that, you know, you're, you're a tough guy. You're a strong guy, but you're not a world-class boxer. Well, the good thing about this is by the time you make it to this league, you're not so world-class no more, you know? You're more or less um, trying not to have job at Costco. Right, right. So I am not so afraid. Plus, you know, without the glove, very safe. But you, th- you think you think bare knuckle boxing safer than like bowling? Or? Oh, very. Oh, yes, much safer than bowling. Those balls hurt. Uh, but then I don't know how you do it here, but in Russia, someone has to be the pins. Okay. And that is much more dangerous. Somebody has to be the pins? Yes. <laughs> they just the bowl? pins are regular people. Wow. You All right. throw the ball overhand style. It's a little different. Now, it does seem what they're trying to do is get Conor McGregor into bare knuckle boxing. So it seems like what they're trying to do is have Paulie beat you and then Conor avenge your loss by fighting Paulie Malignaggi in bare knuckle boxing. That's what, was that what you think is going to happen? This will never happen. Why is that? Because... Uh, I will never lose. Never, but you've lost 15 times before. I don't remember this because it's a very safe sport. Right. And so they make sure that uh, every time I fight, it's a win. Okay, well, good luck. Artem Labov, thanks for being on the show. Of course, I'm here to help with all of your self-punching needs. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Bare knuckle boxing. People are saying it's sport of the future. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's really, how can I say the sport of the future when it's really the sport of the past? Yeah, that was the UFC before. Before, yeah, exactly. <laughs> This yeah. is like what they did before there was sanctions, you know, fights. They just put two guys in a pit yeah. and uh, bare knuckle boxed. It's just early UFC minus the grappling. Now, uh, people saying Chael Sonnen is going to fight Machida, uh, Madison Square Garden for Bellator. What year? <laughs> This year. Because I can't wait for that in 2014. <laughs> no, no, 2004. 2004, uh, yeah. Like what? But yeah, no, that's gonna. It's actually a really good card. The card is actually really good. Who else is on it? Uh, I'll tell you there, Gabe. Um, is it sponsored by a DeLorean? <laughs> sponsored by Depends. Uh, so it's at MSG, uh, you, uh, Bellator. Uh, I Chael is one of those guys, I'm like, who's paying to watch him fight still? He won his last couple fights. Did he? I thought he lost his last couple of fights. The last one was Fedor. Oh, Fedor. He lost Fedor. But he beat Vanderlei at the Garden. Again, (laughs) Vanderlei showed up in a wheelchair. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I mean, come on. Does that count as a win? Or does that count as elder abuse? Uh, I I mean, he did have a... You know how they have a ramp? He had an actual ramp. (laughs) Like, they they, they lifted him up. It had those little walking bars on them. Uh, Hold on. Let me see this. So, so Chael's going to fight... At MSG, but the card is supposed to be good. I think it's um Dylan Dennis is on the card. He's a guy that wants to be McGregor. He's the jujitsu guy. It's his jujitsu coach. The guy that Khabib hopped out of the cage. To, oh to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, that guy oh, is always tweeting things like "I'm the greatest ever." All right, so Bellator. Well, I guess we're gonna get. A, we're gonna find out, aren't we? Bellator two. Well, he's only had one fight against a guy yeah. that was like two and four, and he and he won. He wasn't looking that great. It was his first fight. All right, so it's Machida versus Chael. It's in June, Madison Square Garden. Dylan Dennis taking on Max Humphrey. Who's three and two? Uh, also, Bellator two two two. All right, let's go. Uh, Neiman Gracie's on the card. 
as well. Okay. I think he's fighting the winner of John Fitch. Is he the one that like just had his recent debut and yeah, he looked great. And looked yeah, yeah, really, yeah, 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 yeah. He'd be yeah, a really yeah. good wrestler. No, I like him. He did look really great. Yeah. Like I was like, well, he learned something. Shit, that Gracie name ain't no joke. Yeah. Because you were kind of wondering, like, okay, when's this Gracie thing gonna run out of gas? That other Gracie looked good too in the UFC. Cron. Cron looked great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cron looked really good. Uh, yeah. I mean. Look, I mean, obviously they got some amazing bloodlines. But yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in the family, but you're wondering if one of them is going to take it for granted. But that kid showed up. Well, they're not as, uh, I wouldn't say one-dimensional, but it seemed like the older Gracies were like, it's jiu-jitsu versus everything. No, no that's what for happens sure. Absolutely. Jiu-jitsu. Absolutely. And these guys are striking and hybrid and, you know they're they've, they're more evolved yeah you yeah. know uh i think a lot i think i think well, a they lot have of, to be i mean they saw you know hoist gracie get beat up well i think a lot of the gracies also don't like the current state of the ufc because they're like well this this is not supposed to have rounds it's not supposed to have time limits not supposed to have rules like the right. whole whole point was to show that jitsu could beat anything on the fight right and these other rules are now hurting the you know which which i which i get and on a, on a very pure but at the same time, it's, you have to evolve. And, yeah, and, and it's everything. a real sport now. And, and everything. Yeah. I mean, no, no one's going to stay and watch a, a four-hour fight. I mean, that was back when it was live Street Fighter. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah, right, exactly. But those old ones were awesome. When they, when they were headbutting. Oh, I listen, mean, some of that footage is fantastic. When, they, when Mark Coleman was, like, headbutting people and then taking his thumb and putting it in your open wound. Oh, and, my God. Uh, I mean, that was next <laughs> level. How juice was that guy, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mark Kerr was doing that. I mean, these guys were like, it was a fight. I, I don't blame them. I mean, teeth were getting, that's a bare knuckle boxing. Antonio Tarver was like, I think a tooth just came flying out. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is safer to just let your teeth get knocked the fuck out of your mouth. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of what, Jason Knight's uh, tooth came flying out, too. That's what, that's what I just said. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to say, though, that that is, you know, the draw. You know, that's the attraction. That's really what you're looking to see is see somebody get their fucking teeth back. Uh, I was watching it like a freak show. I wasn't really... Like when I watch MMA, I'm like, man, this is really... There's a real science behind this. Not, yeah. not a science behind bare knuckle boxing, I, but I'm just, still watching like the heel hook too. The, when I watch MMA, I'm like, that's amazing what he just yeah. did. There's a certain beautiful thing about the art of it. Even yeah. with boxing, with bare knuckle, it... Does have the feeling a little bit of like a strongman competition? Yeah, yeah, a yeah. tough guy from Absolutely. like back in the day, which is still fun. But I don't look at it the same way as I'm looking at mixed yeah. martial arts. Yeah, it's more like watching a lunchroom brawl. Yeah, that that that, that war was a little too much. I Man, I would have preferred maybe like an early knockout or something. It would have been more easy to handle. Well, the problem is with those guys is they don't punch like Jason Knight. They punch they punch hard, but not enough to like stop you, but to, but but enough to cut you. But not enough to put you out. Out. Ricardo Lamas knocked them out. I mean, they also have chins. Those two guys. Ricardo Lamas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this week, I can't wait for this week though. I think I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, so all right. So Mike Perry got married. Uh, <laughs> that was fast. He married his his uh, his uh, trainer, I think. I think they got back together. Okay, I'm glad you said trainer. I was just, I didn't know what words were going to come he, back. He broke up with her because maybe of, like second cousin, you know, uh, you know, third niece. Like I, I don't know what was about to come out of your mouth. No, I he married was, his, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh god, what's it going to be? I was afraid he was going to do some, you know, 
Some the, Jerry Lee Lewis. Shit. There's a guy I think that's like made for bare knuckle boxing. Yeah. Mike Perry. But that's any guy with an eyebrow. But he's been winning though. I mean, uh, I, know, did he, I know he lost. Did he lose the last one? I think he lost the last that, two. Did he win like, I think he lost the last two. I think he lost like the last three out of four. He lost to Cerrone. Uh, right. I think he lost the last three out of four. Cerrone he did beat Paul Felder, which was very impressive. But he's been losing a lot. But he's just funny. I mean, there was one commentary where the guy was like, so uh, you've been hanging out with uh, that guy, Bob, violent Bob Ross a lot. Are you guys best friends? And he's like, what, best friends? Your hair looks kind of friendly. Like, he's like, what the fuck? I honestly, like, I love the fact there's no media training in MMA. Yeah. Like, no one tells these guys how to behave. Right. They're all just making it up as they go. It's the best. Yeah. As soon as they start becoming, like, NFL, like... I think one of the saddest things is when they go for a big cheer line at the end of a fight and nobody cheers. Really? You know? Yeah. That's always kind of tragic. They're like, that's right. And I'm... Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> and they're just kind of silent. And then, like, you know, John Anik just, okay, well, great. Uh, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, we look forward to your next fight. Like, the best way that's th- always Because you know they're going for the big... You know, rah! Yeah, yeah, when they want want a reaction and the crowd doesn't respond. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And it happens a lot in MMA. (laughs) And I think more in MMA. And I don't think it has anything to do with what they're saying isn't a rah rah moment. I think it has to do with the fact that the fight's over and people like go to the bar and start Uh, doing all these other. Like, there's a lot of transition after the winner's announced. And I feel like just nobody's fucking paying attention. Well, the best thing, the, the, the best thing for them to do is go, "Hey, Arkansas, you guys rule," or something. But even that sometimes just falls flat when they try and pander to the crowd. I did the best I could for you, Santa Fe, <laughs> and they're just nothing. And it's like, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll be back, I guess. Uh, like, my favorite was when it's like a boring fight, and they're like, "Were you guys entertained?" And everyone's like, "No." Right, right. Mm-hmm. Silence. Like eh, they're grumbled. He's like, "What?" What? Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a lot of... I mean, that's the thing. You got to give it to... The, especially with the UFC crowd. They really aren't into... You know, they aren't going to just give it up to you I for hate, anything. I hate when they go USA, though. Because I'm always like, come on. I, yeah. I I understand it, but I'm like, really? I thought diversity was our strength. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know. It just, it just to me, it's like, I don't know. It's just annoying when people start saying USA. Cheer for the person. Don't tell for that. It's weird. Well, it, if it's an international fight, I can see where you, you know what I mean? If they're fighting someone that's not an American, then I mean, I think it's natural to be like, USA, especially when you're trying to encourage them. They're getting I know, I love the USA, some, but some brilliant like, Brazilian. But, but, but most it, of the time, the guy trains in the USA. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's weird when uh, white guys fighting a, a non-white American. <laughs> yeah, but that'll be like USA. I'm like, this guy lives here. He like defected yeah. from Cuba. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, but we all saw the pre-fight package. <laughs> he can't speak the language. So go back to your country. This is so stupid. <laughs> so bad. It, 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 yeah, that that's hilarious. Uh, so, all right, what else? I'm, I'm, I'm looking right to, I'm looking, Ross Pearson retired. I saw that and I couldn't have been happier. About time. I was like, yes, Ross, please retire. I mean, he's a great fighter. I'm a fan of Ross Pearson. Absolutely. <laughs> but when you see him just get cut, so, you know, like yeah. you see the paper mache that's left of his eyebrows, you're just like, dude, come on, man. Like it's, it's time for your own, you know, to hang it up for your own health. Yeah. By the way, uh, so last week, did you see what Tough happened? Nails on you see, uh, what's his name? Fought Shannon Rich. No, I missed uh, that. Fought, uh, Shannon Rich fought um, the guy with like the most fights ever. Four, it was a, a combined of 455 fights. Uh, Trump? 
No, uh, <laughs> Shannon Rich, he just lost. And the guy's like known for throwing fights. Uh, like he says he doesn't throw them, but like he had like 10 losses in a row by standing guillotine. He just walked right into the guy. <laughs> <laughs> With his head out and his neck extended and his shoulders back. Yeah, yeah. It was like, what is going on? So they fought in M1. Shan- and uh, Paige Van Zant was the announcer. Uh, she was the one doing commentary. Frank Trigg was a judge. And Fra- Shannon Rich, whose who's record is 57 wins and 85 losses, lost to Travis Fulton. Travis Fulton's record is... Uh, and uh, Dakota Cochran won, who's the guy that used to do gay porn. Uh, like while in college and then he's a super nice guy now he's married with kids he said he just did it for some money or something but it was on the ultimate fighter I gotta be honest (laughs) yeah I know man seriously (laughs) if I'm gonna do porn cause I have to yeah I don't I don't think I'm just gonna do the gay one yeah I think I'm gonna start in hetero or just not do porn I think I gotta be honest with you when it comes to, if I'm that broke and we're looking at these kind of choices, I got to put, okay, if I had to rank them, okay, first, straight porn. Yes. Second, recycling. And then drug and, dealing or something. And, 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 exactly. And then, and then selling blood. We mean, we mean like, like going around getting garbage oh, yeah, and recycling yeah. it. Yeah. Then giving blood. Yep. Okay. Sperm. Uh, then. Uh, sperm. Uh, uh, sperm, if they would take it. <laughs> The, no one's taking my sperm, dude. You have to be like Superman. You know what we'll I mean? Pay like, you to not donate. You have to be oh, totally exactly. I'll be like, we'll pay you to leave, so no one thinks we're giving away your sperm here. Sir. Okay, I am the exact opposite of this guy, Greg. He's five five, slow metabolism, beady eyes, and some college. <laughs> this is a cocaine. That, that's <laughs> positive for cocaine in your sperm. Okay, cocaine. You know it. And then beneath all of that, and then beneath Wendy's, McDonald's, yeah. janitorial work, office janitorial work. Yeah. Uh, is somewhere down there. Flappers Comedy Club. Flapper. Winning uh, a Flappers yeah. Comedy Contest. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then. I don't even think gay porn's even there. I don't so, I, just, not, I, think, I think suicide is right before. <laughs> yeah. I think well, I the, throw myself off a building. Well, he's the champ. He won not by, that he can't. Not that other guys can't do. I'm saying from me. I'm talking from me. I'll try standing in front of someone. Well, Dakota, Dakota won. He's the M1 right? champ. I think, I think Becky. I think panhandling yeah. is above. Well, Dakota won. He's actually he he hit a rear naked choke and he fought. Maybe it's one of the <laughs> yeah. There he is. Zing zang zow. Zing zow. Zing zing zow. By the way, uh, so this guy, Travis Fulton, fought. He has 255 wins, 54 losses, and 10 draws. Jesus. Yeah, this dude. And he's 41. Like, he had six fights on the way to the, like, yeah, this dude fought last week on, on uh, Fight Pass. So, um, yeah. Wow. What's it yeah. going to take to get in the UFC, huh? <laughs> What's it going to take to get a shot here, guys? <laughs> he might have been in the UFC. Going out to the crowd. <laughs> 55 fights. Do I deserve a shot or what? 255. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take that into consideration. I know uh, the big boss is watching right now. I'm John Anik. This is, uh, this is again, one of our lesser known uh, uh, fight nights. 255 wins. 55 losses. 10 draws. Like The average person has, net, has zero draws. He has 10. Uh, wow. T- so, uh, by the, okay, so there also there's a rumor going on. By the way, I talked to Mayhem Miller last night. I feel night. like he's counting like going all the way back to like grade school fights. Like, how do you imagine? No, they're all on sure dog. Like he fought some guys like six times. And, like, like if you <laughs> what? Like later? Like he there was a he fight him later in El Pollo Loco. 
You'd be like, that was bullshit, motherfucker. And then they, they fight again. Like, uh, you were the third and the eighth fight of the card. Exactly. <laughs> I bet he beat a lot of guys with zero wins. No, he, he beat a lot of really good guys, yeah. Travis Fulton. Look at, I mean, I can go through his record. You can see he's actually a really good fighter. Yeah. I don't know why he's still fighting. So there's a rumor going around that Chuck Liddell is fighting Tito Ortiz again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> For Golden Boy Boxing. Okay, remote, can I tell you too. something? Yes. Okay. If I were one of those guys, gay porn. <laughs> would be just above this rematch. <laughs> They'd be like, you guys want to fight each other again? Uh, can I just suck a dick? I'll do it. Now. You know what? I think if we figured out how will you wind up at gay porn now. Especially if they just fuck each other. How many people would buy that? Not me. Would you buy that? You'd, what would be the odds? Don't lie to me. You'd buy that. Yeah, I, only on your VIP. Uh, super only VIP. To ta- only so, to talk so about it. Pick is going to be a... It's going to be a... It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Chuck Liddell in a... Uh, Made fight finger bang. So Manny Pacquiao is fighting in Ryzen. I don't know why. <laughs> Mayweather just fought. I guess his political career is over. <laughs> no, they love him over there. I know, but I mean, is he still in? Is he? Is, what was he used in Congress or some Parliament? Yeah, yeah, he's like, uh, yeah. But is he still there? Yeah, he's still he, there. Because I thought he quit fighting to focus on that. It seems like you can't do both. No, no he's still he's doing both. They love him over there. There's a rumor now that Diego Sanchez is fighting Kiesa next. That's a terrible matchup for uh, Kiesa. I'm just reading the underground. For by the Kiesa? Way. Yeah. Why? For no, for Diego. Yeah. Why? I, how do you see Diego? I mean, I don't, look, I, I didn't think Diego was going to be what's his name though, Mickey yeah. Gall. Yeah, but he's kind of like back. <laughs> you know, well, like, he, he's like single again. I think maybe that's what it is. You know. Yeah. I know anytime I've been single, I've had the best shows of my life because I want to score with somebody in that <laughs> Yeah, but I heard, I heard his girlfriend is a, a smoke show. Like, I heard his, uh, I mean, I guess single, I'm saying not married. Uh, yeah, so, um, and then Greg Hardy's fighting again. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. What a waste. That's so stupid. Uh, Co- did, did you watch Ronda and Rousey? He's not a good fighter. That's the thing. It's not like he had, it's like the entire time he was in the NFL, he was also training MMA. Like, he's like a six-month fucking, yeah. you know, like, like they're just, he's a behemoth. So yeah. they're throwing, I mean, he's got all kinds but of he's power. Got, but he's got an American top team. By the way, so to Travis Fulton, all right, guys he beat. He beat Sean and Rich. You know why he's at American top team? Because if Greg Hardy walked into any place, you'd be like, yeah, sure, you could stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he lost to Arlovsky by head kick. That was in 2011. He lost to, to, uh, to Jeff Monson. Uh, he lost to Rico Rodriguez. But he has beaten a lot of good guys. I, I, I can't see any right I mean, now. What about that makes America top team? Be like, bring him over. No, here. no, I'm talking about Travis Fulton. Oh, Travis not, Fulton. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to uh, say, Greg Hardy was fighting in 2011? That's no, I'm, I'm talking about... I thought he was super recent. Yeah, no, yeah. Back in... I, I can't... You, you have to keep... He beat Wes Sims in 2007. You know Wes Sims. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wes Sims was pretty good back in the day. Uh, he lost to Ben Rothwell. Yeah, he beat, he beat a lot of good guys. But I can't find any right now. Hello, this is Isaac Valley Flag. Yes, sir. What's up? You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? Good, good, good. Last time I saw you was in Vegas when I didn't even know who, I didn't recognize you and not, you were like, what's up, man? And I'm like, uh, uh, do you want a picture or something? And then I realized it was you. Then I felt like a dick and went back yeah. and I was like, yeah, I felt really hey, bad about that. You're real fucking special. Yeah. Sorry about that, brother. Sorry about that. How are you, man? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, just uh, sitting around, kind of trying not to get fat after the fight, you know. Well, congrats on your. What are you? Are you two and zero or three and zero now in bare knuckle boxing? 
Uh, 2-0 bare knuckle boxing. I fought on that, uh, kind of the, the card that, that nobody got paid on, which was the first one, the same one Lee was on, then, uh, fought for the BKFC on Saturday. Did you get paid for that card yet or no? The, which one? The, the first one? Yeah. Not getting paid. Uh, the BKFC was great. They, they paid everybody on, you know, on time. Uh, you know, they've been extremely professional, but the first one, the guy is going to put for uh, for some sort of housing fraud back in Illinois, so we're not getting paid. What did they tell you? How much you were going to get paid? What's that? How much did they tell you that you were, you were going to get paid? I wasn't one of the ungodly un- amounts, you know. I was I was in the low thousands, you know what I mean. Uh, but uh, he, uh, you know. Um, Either way, it still wasn't great, you know. Of we course, were, man. You know, I know some guys were out like uh, like Chris Lieben suing for ninety thousand dollars, which is ridiculous, you know. And then Phil Baroni. Uh, I mean, I mean, these, these aren't guys, these are not rich people that could just like take on a bare knuckle boxing fight, risk their lives, and then not get paid. It's horrible. It's horrible. Yeah, you know, and the real the real bummer is like uh, there's there's guys who took some you know bad cuts. You know, I mean, you're fighting bare knuckle and and. Uh, you get cut really easily, and they, they've got scars for the rest of their lives. And uh, from that, they didn't get paid, and their doctor bills didn't get taken care of either, you know? It's disgusting. It's so disgusting. Speaking of cuts, so I, I watched the whole event. I watched that last fight, Laba versus Jason Knight. I mean, are those scars going to go away, or is he going to be Chucky for life? I mean, seriously. I, man, I... I'm erring on the side of Chucky for life. I mean, that's a if 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 those go away, he needs to get a sponsorship from Moderna or something because I mean, those, there's there's some serious scarring he's going to have. And uh, I, I mean, man, there's I got little cuts and I'm and I already got Moderna on him. I can't imagine what his face is going to look like even after the stitches are out and, and everything heals. You know. Now Law Bob is saying that it's safer than MMA. And safer than boxing. I mean, you, you've done both. Which is safer? So, my thing is this: so superficially, it's the worst looking thing that you could possibly have, you know, because uh, because of the cuts, because you're going kind of bone on bone. But you know, MMA, you're you're winging knees and elbows at, at each other, and those are, I mean, those are big bone areas as well. And you have padding on your gloves, which are there to protect your hands so you can throw harder. And I think the concussion stuff, that I think you're going to see down the road, the brain injury stuff is the worst stuff that's going to happen from the boxing and the, and the MMA. Uh, this, you're just not going to win a, any beauty contest coming out of it, you know, with the bare-knuckle stuff. So as far as, like, head eggs are concerned, do you have more head eggs after bare-knuckle boxing than in MMA or vice versa? I, I think more more head, head injury stuff from MMA and boxing than you would from bare knuckle boxing. You know, you you have to be a little bit more precise, and, and guys aren't throwing everything into their punches. Uh, you, you know, at first, at least, I, I'm pretty sure Lobos and, and Jason Knight were throwing everything into their punches. But uh, you know, not that I'm, you know, I wasn't pulling my punches by any means, but I also wasn't throwing full force into a lot of my stuff just because I'm trying to set up other stuff that I can maybe knock a guy out with. But not every punch is is 100. percent You know. Now, how do you see Laba versus Pauly Malignaggi going? Uh, that'll be interesting because, you know, Pauly's not a power puncher. You know, he's got, what, seven knockouts in 44 fights, uh, but he's accurate. And uh, and uh, Lobov is, 
is or Laboff or whatever uh, is tough. You know, I mean, he's a tough kid. And if he can take shots and get inside and work on the inside, it might be hard for Paulie. That being said, Paulie's a, I mean, he's one of the greatest boxers ever. You know? Well, no, he's not one of the best uh, ever, but he's a good. He's a great boxer. Well, not ever. Right? He's a he's a great boxer though, and he's got a couple titles. I shouldn't have said ever. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm wondering how hard you got hit on Saturday night. Um, but, <laughs> Uh, yeah, all right. I guess kind of harder than I thought. <laughs> no, he is an excellent boxer, but I do wonder because he was never a power puncher. So I, I got. No, and, and he's a dancer, you know. I mean, he's he's, a, he's he moves a lot, you know, and uh, and he's a he's a point fighter, you know. He's a point boxer. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what I mean, what Artem's pressure is like, and what what Paulie does damage wise dancing around you know uh paulie says a lot about what his uh you know his accuracy and, and his striking from his punches or you know like how devastating his punches are going to be bare knuckle but i you know i don't i don't know how devastating they're going to be you know uh or, or whether he you know paulie's a flashy guy whether he wants to you know artem's not afraid to get in there and mix it up and and paulie might be you know yeah no I, i'm actually i'm looking really forward to it i hope it's still legal by then I know people yeah. are, are watching it going, how long is this going to last? I don't know. But I'll tell you what I didn't like was that promoter taking away half the guy's purse for running. I mean, come on. What is that? Well, well, I, you know, that guy also didn't make weight by three pounds, so I don't know how much of it was the, the running and how much of it was the guy didn't show up on weight, you know? Right. Uh, so I don't, you know, I don't know anything about it, but uh, about that stuff. But, you know, the guy, I mean, Rusty had a job to do, and that the first job is to make weight, and he didn't do that. And I'm sure he was docked for most mostly because of that, you know. Right, but they should have said that. It was sort of like uh, he he was just kind of maybe he got, he, he he got caught up in the moment or whatever. Hold on one second, I'm answering the door. Now I gotta talk to you, Isaac, uh, because hello. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm uh, here. I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta talk to you because I was very worried about you, man. Um, I've always liked you. I always thought you were a great guy, a stand-up guy, a solid fighter. And then I read that you were, like, going to rob a bank or something, and you got caught with, like, a Uzi uh, or, like, a cannon I, I outside of a I, bank. I wasn't robbing Yeah, I wasn't robbing banks. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. A lot of those charges got dropped. That, that being said, I did have a, a pretty serious addiction that started with some pain pills and turned into heroin down the road, you know? Uh, and... Uh, and I, I'm really grateful that I made it back from that. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of a lot of people don't get the opportunity that I got to, to, to find some recovery, and, and I'm grateful that I got that. You know, uh, there's a lot of stuff that I did that I wasn't proud of in my addiction, and, and it was stuff that I did that I needed to that I at the time needed to do to get high. And uh, and and I'm just I'm glad that uh, that I'm that that I'm on the other side of that. You know, Dude, I, it's crazy that bare knuckle boxing got you out of that. Uh, so that's pretty yeah, damn. Well, <laughs> that's there, there, I don't think it was bare knuckle boxing, but it was you know there there was a there was some work that went into it, and, and you know honestly that arrest was probably uh, one of the best things that's ever happened to me because it kind of forced me in a direction to to find some recovery. You know. Well, listen, I I have family close family members that have had addiction, and the same thing happened. They got hooked on painkillers, and the next thing you know, they were on heroin, like for real. And it's a uh, I think that's the worst epidemic in the country right now. And just giving people painkillers and then just taking them off of it is probably the most unsafe thing. And it's so, it's so greedy by the pharmaceutical reps to be doing this to people when they know what 
is in these oxys or in these you know stuff they're taking, and then all of a sudden say, "Hey, you're 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 on your own." It's it's horrible what they're doing. Horrible. Yeah, and you know, I mean, look, I was going to be an addict whether I found the the opioids or not, but like, but yeah, I think it's really, and, and thank goodness they're starting to crack down on a lot of the opioids and the way they're prescribed. Uh, you know, I got prescribed a whole ton of, of oxys for, for a surgery that I didn't need a whole ton of oxys for, you know, and uh, and uh, kind of was kept on them for a while, and then when I got pulled off them because I because I was obviously showing signs of a problem, you know, like I was getting sick by then, and and uh, and the next kind of natural way to go is well, if there's no oxys, there's always heroin, you know, and and uh, you know, you I don't know, like you said, you, you this this disease, that disease touches more people than than I think a lot of people like to acknowledge, and it's uh, it's something that in America that we need to start kind of addressing is 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 not just, I mean, it's the opioid problem because you're, you're hearing more and more about people that happening to them or them not even making it off the painkillers and just dying from painkillers, you know? 1,000, uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, look, deal. I mean, well, you got healthy. Now, how close, how far are you away? Because when, when I heard that was happening and there was like, you had a gun on you. I, I, don't, I don't know exactly, I guess the arrest, you had a gun on you and you were, it was early. And you even said, you're like, oh, shit. Like even I think in like the police report you were like, "Yep, this is not good" or something. Uh, were, were you looking at serious? Were you looking at serious jail time? Yeah, I was looking at very serious jail time. I had uh, nine different charges, and eight of them were felonies, and uh, and I was looking at like over twenty years in prison for, you know, I, I had, so so a lot of it like I, I had guns on me that I was I had started to build ARs and stuff like that, and and I still you know if I if I was legally allowed to have guns, I still like to tinker with stuff, you know. So I had like a silencer on me that I wasn't supposed to have. They could have went federal. Uh, you know, I had a lot of stuff and I and I had like tools on me for burglary and stuff like that. Uh, you know, things were just not going good in my life. And uh, and so I, you know, some of them, some of the stuff was not true because they try to throw everything at you at first, right? Um, and then so I had seven of the nine charges dismissed, and then. And then a couple of them held over and, uh, and kind of, I, I, I've got a second chance with legal stuff because they they put me in a program that as long as I complete it, all that stuff goes away. You know, like the arrest, uh, it's gone. Everything's gone. You know, like I really got, I really kind of, uh, by doing stuff that I was doing, uh, you know, got given a second chance at my life. And I'm, I'm not like looking at that as like a, uh, a small thing, you know, I'm really kind of trying to take advantage of, of what's been given to me and, and really run with it, you know? Well, I'm really proud of you. How hard was it now? Are you, are you still married or were you married or? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I got, I got very lucky. Uh, my wife dropped me off at this treatment center and was kind of like, you know, going to divorce me. And, and she saw, but you know, luckily she saw me starting to change and, and it stuck with me through all this stuff. Uh, you know, I've had some, some, you know, I've lost friends over it, which is understandable. I, and I've had some good friends stick with me too. You know, Cub, Cub and Clay uh, have been really supportive through this. Joe Stevenson, I've had a lot of support through it, you know, but I've also kind of burnt some bridges, which is totally, you know, I get it. Like people separate themselves from that kind of a thing. It's a scary deal, you know, and, uh, and I did some shitty stuff. I mean, you know, it, it, I wish I could sit here and say I was a complete angel, but that would be—I'd be lying to you. You know. Look, man. I mean, addictions—you uh, know—the addiction is really, really tough, and people do things that they never would do. Now, as far as uh, now, do do you do you have kids or no? 
Yeah, well, my my wife has a kid, you know, and I and 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 she's, I mean, she's essentially, you know, my daughter. You know, she is my daughter, just not by birth, you know. So, uh, you know, I've I've got really lucky that that we've worked through a lot of stuff, and uh, my wife's been very patient with the recovery process and watching me kind of get better, uh, because. I think a, I, she's a good woman because a lot of people might not have stuck through there all that stuff because addiction is scary and you don't know. I mean, you know, we don't have the best odds. Addicts really don't have the best odds. Like we have a dodge for us staying sober is, is bad, you know? And so, you know, I've, I've been really, really lucky with my wife that she decided to stick through it with me. Yeah. Now, um, by the way, is it, there's a little cracking on your phone. Is there any way you can a little bit go to a different room or... Uh, is there a better connection somewhere? Uh, Sorry, well, I, I missed that. Hey, there was a little cracking on like your phone. Is like the window open down or is it windy or just cracky or something? No, it's just shitty connection. Sorry, can you hear me better now? Yeah, 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 much better now. Much better now. Okay. N- now, now, how was it as far as Jackson Winklejohn? Were they able to stay with you and like stick by you and help you out? No, you know. That was one of the bridges that, you know, I I might have burned some bridges there. I'm not really sure. Uh, I, I still need to go back and, and talk to some of those guys. And some of some of the people from Jackson Wink, uh, I've talked to, and they've been great. And uh, I need to eventually go back and make some amends to some of the coaches and stuff. Uh, you know, it's a – Albuquerque is not a big town, and, and people start hearing things, and you start doing things, and people associate with you with the place, and it kind of ends up being kind of a raw deal, you know. So uh, – that's one of the things that one of the bridges I might have burned that like that really bumps me out because you know I care about everybody back at that gym. Well, listen, you know, look, if those guys can, if those guys can forgive uh, Diego Sanchez, they can forgive you. Um, now, as far as as far as uh, uh, bare knuckle boxing is concerned, like I always thought of you as like a, a grappler, like a wrestler, a grinder, but now you're just knocking people out left in one round. Like where did they, where do these bare knuckle boxing skills come from? Uh, I've always liked to stand up and trade more than I have be on the ground. You know, I started on the ground, but I really I like to stand and trade, and uh, and I know I got a chin. So uh, you know, a, a lot of this stuff, honestly, the the whole clarity thing and like the whole being able to focus again because I'm not on because I'm not on a ton of stuff is is awesome. You know, uh, it's you know I'm so focused with on everything I'm doing, not just the bare knuckle boxing, but I mean like the sobriety stuff helps with the, with that too. You know, I, I'm really focused on what I'm doing and I'm learning faster, you know, like you can give more like a hundred, kind of 110% to everything instead of uh, worrying about everything else in your life and then, and then trying to fight on top of it, you know? Now, how, how do you train for bare knuckle boxing? I mean, do you sit there and just punch a wall? Uh, yeah, it's just wall punching, and then uh, then we bring in small kids and beat them up for nice. for making sure we know how to knock people out. You know, so John Dotson uh, screwed. No, it's, it's, it's boxing and clinch work. You know, I mean, it's it's really it's it's similar to uh, to you know, I, I work with a lot of I got a great boxing coach and a great kickboxing coach, and and we work uh, a lot of clinch stuff and a lot of just boxing. And uh, you know, New Mexico is known for its boxers and its fighters, so uh, there's not a shortage of training partners uh, and, and sparring partners here. You know, we have some ex-world champions that I've got to spar with. We've got guys who are like high-level pros that I get to work with. And, and uh, I mean, really, it's no different than boxing. And that's the one thing I, I want to keep showing is how my boxing is, is improving. And, and hopefully I do that, 
every fight when I knock people out, you know. Now, I heard that you knew that you were at rock bottom when John Jones called you and said you have a drug problem. Is there any truth to that or no? <laughs> Uh, I, I wish I wish there was. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, no. I wish. Uh, okay. You know, Johnny's a great dude, but you know, oh, and it sounds like he's really pulling his his stuff back together too. <clears throat> uh, now, are you, are you going to go back to MMA, or are you just strictly bare knuckle boxing from here on out? You know, right now I'm enjoying the bare knuckle boxing. It's it's easier on my back. It's kind of more of an old guy sport. I feel like some of us older guys who have been around the sport for a little bit, like I don't have to worry about uh, worry about anything except for punches. You know, that's a lot easier for me. It's it's more of, it's it's lazier for me, which I dig. Anything that I can be lazier with, I'm into. And how's the pay compared to the UFC? Uh, it's. You know, uh, it's a brand new sport. So, and and Feldman is taking care of us. Uh, you know, but it's a brand new sport. So, you know, hopefully the pay will be there in a couple of years. You know, uh, you know. That being said, they they so Dave Feldman does take care of us as fighters. Like that, that that one girl that came in with the uh, Hillary Clinton is a cunt shirt. Oh my god, that was one of the funniest things I've ever oh, seen yeah. in my life. Yeah, you know, that to me was I don't know really random. I, I'm not a I kind of sit a little bit left to center on the politics stuff, and, and yeah. uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Hillary, but but Jesus Christ! Oh my God! That was uh, yeah, like <laughs> no, I, mean, I haven't like whatever. It. I mean, use, use your platform for whatever you want to use it for. You know? Did what's the name win? By the way, uh, the the big heavyweight sh- uh, that used to do all the funny memes. Uh, I didn't see his fight. That that huge uh, Chase Sherman. Yeah, did he win? I think they they went to a draw. I didn't. I honestly, I I was getting stitched up in the back when they were uh, when they were fighting. I think. Yeah. Uh, him and uh, I mean, I, I think they went to a draw. Shoot, I don't know. But he's a he's a good dude. That was uh, he's a nice guy to talk to. So. No, I like it. I like it. I think Antonio Tarver does a good job. I, I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's cool. I just I wonder how long it's gonna last. You know, because I hope it sticks around, man. I think it's uh, you know, there's interest in it. Last one, the last one, Rogan was talking about it, and Brendan Schaub and, and those guys, you know, and, and people. I think people want to see it more and more. Commissions are, are picking it up, and uh, you know, again, my thing is this: is is you know, you're a lot less liable to to throw your hands as hard as you are, or you possibly can than like if you're in the clinch and you can hit somebody in the head with an elbow, you know. I'd rather take some small fist to my face, you know, that somebody might break versus their elbow or their their knee, you know, being on one side of it. I mean, I love to hit people with elbows because I can throw kind of reckless abandon into them and try to smash somebody's face with them. But I'm not going to do that the same or as hard with uh, with no with with nothing on my my knuckles, you know. Did you train with uh, Leonard Garcia for the fight? Uh, I actually. Literally just got off the phone with Leonard uh, right before you called, uh, talking about his next fight, hopefully. And, uh, you know, when he came up, we got to, when he was getting ready for Julian, we got to get some rounds in. Uh, he's going to come back in the town, it sounds like, and train up at Cowboys, and we'll probably get some more training in. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so, it, you know, the training is there with Leonard, which is cool. It's really nice to, you know, he's a he's a good friend, so it's nice to see him enjoying this too, and then doing it more and more. It's it's good to see some of these kind of old scrappers getting into it. No, I like it, man, Isaac. I think that uh, I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're you're you came out. I, I was worried. I, I texted you. You didn't text me back, but that, that's okay. 
Uh, I was like, I was probably, I was probably busy. I was probably, <laughs> probably busy sitting in a jail cell or something. Yeah. I, would, I, I, I was worried about you, man. And I'm happy that you're, you're okay. And I'm happy you're doing good. And, well, I appreciate um, I like it. I, I like it. I like this story. I think there's, I think there's like a movie here somewhere, a lifetime movie, an MMA fighter who, who gets hooked on pills and drugs and now goes into bare knuckle boxing and is just knocking everyone out. Yeah. Right. Right. I, yeah. I mean, hopefully you know, hopefully, hopefully I just, my big hope is that I just stay clean. You know, it's a, it's a day at a time kind of thing. And hopefully I just stay clean and, and uh, whatever happens with that uh, is great, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, it's cool. Again, I've I hooked up and, and got to talk to some other fighters who kind of went through similar stuff. So this is cool to hear. I mean, there's, it's prevalent in the fighting community. I don't think it gets talked about enough, you know? Well, yeah, I know. I know there's a, there's another fighter who trains over at a, um, trades over at Rufus Sport. Who's from from Queens? Yeah, yeah. Jared Jared Gordon. Yeah, he's he's a, uh, he's a guy who we've actually we talked uh, a good amount. You know, he was uh, he, I celebrated a year recently of being clean, and and it was cool to be able to, to hit him up and, and tell him about that, and and uh, and kind of relate to him like one addict to another, and then and then one fighter to another. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know, he he's a, he's a really good dude. He's a really good dude. Yeah, he is. man. Well, very that, solid dude. He's got man. Talk about low bottoms. That dude's a he's a low bottom dude. So it's cool to watch a guy like that turn or get get everything back together. Also, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen. Thank you uh, for coming on the show. We're gonna uh, should be aired. Uh, we're gonna post it tomorrow. Uh, keep it up. If you need anything at all, man, give me a ring. All right. I'm here for you, brother. All right, Adam. Thanks, man. Take care, it's Isaac. Good talking to you, Adam. Always, always. Take care. All right. So, what do you got coming up, Greg? What your dog? Really? He's, he's, he's going to pee in our room, but that's okay. All right. He's really cute, isn't he? He's so cute. All right, so I think she looks just like your wife now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. So, Gabe, what do you have coming up? Uh, I'm going to be in Ottawa April 30th till May 3rd. I'm at Absolute Comedy Club. Nice. Nice. There you go. On the 30th and the Yuck Yucks on the 1st. The third. There you go. Who, who, nice. who, who are you with? By yourself? Uh, I don't know who else is on it, but yeah. Nice. Uh, there you go. And you bring your dog with you? I, I want to. I'm planning on it. Hopefully, I will. <laughs> yeah. My super uh, a deluxe uh, VIP pick is a window seat to Ottawa. Greg, what do you got coming up? Uh, funny enough, this weekend, yes. I will be in Cincinnati, uh, I guess at the, the Improv at the Cincinnati, Cincinnati Improv. Nice. I'm opening up for Craig Robinson. That's a great show. So I'll be opening up for him all weekend Can Craig follow you? Huh? Can he follow you? Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? That guy is pure talent. But you're a monster. No, but he plays the piano and oh. obviously he's super famous and, and super hilarious. Like, I mean, we have a great time. And he's an amazing act. He's, he's really super. I mean, what he could do, he's one of those guys... That you don't realize how hard playing the piano is because he makes it look so easy. There was a uh, we, we had a show for my little cousin who was like super sick, has like a terrible disease with a bunch of kids. And Craig, when he's on the office, went across town, like drove like an hour out of his way yeah. to do a show for these kids for free. Yeah, he's it, the like, best person. Yeah, I love being I love being friends with him. I love working with him. I love I relish any opportunity to go perform with him. It's just he's just a great guy, you know. And he's great to fans. He's great to everybody around him. He's one of those people that really knows how to be good famous. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know? And then, anything else coming up? And then uh, the week after that, I'm going to be in Vegas. 
uh, for the Dirty at 1230 on, I guess that's uh, the 18th or 19th, nice. whichever one the Friday is. Nice. And I'll be going to Aerosmith nice. the night before at the uh, park, the MGM Park or whatever it is. Yes. The Park Theater. Yes. So I'm excited for that. Little old school rock and roll, because I figured this has got to be it. There can't be more Aerosmith tours in the bank. So um, I love it. So I'm looking forward to it. I've never seen them live, so it should be a lot of fun. People, if you shop on uh, Amazon.com, go to AdamHunter.com first, then click on Amazon, uh, and then go shopping. I will be at the Long Beach Laugh Factory this Friday night, the Hollywood Laugh Factory this Saturday night at 10 o'clock, Boca Black Box Theater in Boca Raton, Florida, April 19th and 20th, Tommy T's May 2nd, Rancho Cordova, and then Gotham Comedy Club May 16th, and the West Side Comedy Club in New York City on May 17th and 18th. And uh, Fight Week, I'll be at Las Vegas at the Stratosphere. Thank you guys so much. Uh, take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>